Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey y'all, welcome to Straight Out of Limitations. I'm your host, Colleen Heaton, and today we are talking with a true warrior and my friend Jordan Rice and his beautiful mother, Sorinthia. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting us. No problem. I know you both, and I've known y'all for a while now. But um, Sorinthia, will you in- introduce yourself and Justin and um, Jordan and your family yes. to the audience? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Hi, I'm Sorinthia Rice, and I have two sons, Justin and Jordan Rice. Jordan is my uh, 27-year-old who has 28 years old, who has art 27, <laughs> who <laughs> has autism. And uh, I have a Justin who is 28, and he is on the board, on the No Limitation Board. So we are all very, very familiar with him. And very involved. Yes. Yes. You might need to pull that mic just a little bit closer. Okay. Um, to a lot of people, you are Jordan's mom. Yes. 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 Jordan's mom. When we become parents, <laughs> we, we become our child's mom. And that's how I have you in my phone. Yes. Jordan's mom. Cool. You think that's pretty cool, don't you? Yes, Miss Colleen. Uh, tell us about Jordan and his diagnosis and... Um, how all of this has come about um, to having him at this stage in his late 20s. Okay, when Jordan was about 18 months, we noticed he, he was not talking. And of course, my um, their father was in the military, he's retired military, but we was in the military at the time. I had just gotten out, had the, had the boys and had just gotten out. And so we, of course, uh, Justin's only 19 months older than Jordan, but he talked like that nine months. So the doctor kept saying when I would go that Justin talked extremely early. We'll just wait, and sometimes the second child doesn't speak as, as you know, as uh, quickly as the first child. Justin hasn't stopped speaking yet. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was when he got about after he got right about two, then I really started having concerns. My undergraduate in social work, of course, I had seen autism wasn't as prevalent back then, but I had seen it. And it was, of course, it was always in the back of my head, but I was just looking for anything else. So we did, they did, the doctor said, well, let's put, she said, let's put tubes in his ears. Maybe he's not hearing well. They were saying something, so they put the tubes in his ears. And they say, in about three months, he should start saying more. It was strange, although he wasn't talking, he would sing Winnie the Pooh and every night before he went to bed. And I had a, 
a friend who was a special ed teacher, and she would be listening. She just said, this is so strange. So I just kept waiting. He was in the military daycares who have military have the best daycares. Where were y'all living at the time? We were at Fort Irwin. Uh, that's right outside of Boston in California in the Mojave Desert. Okay. And so they had the best daycare. So the, te- the, the, the his teachers were looking. Everybody just kept, I was on pins and needles. I didn't say much to people. I was just waiting for him to talk. One month he wasn't. Second month he wasn't. Third month he wasn't. And, of course, I cried, cried because being a social worker, I kind of figured he may be autism, but I didn't want to accept it especially when you have another one that was just talking at nine months old. He was always just the brightest kid you ever want to meet. He was just always so smart. And I was like, I I don't, you know, God, I'm not understanding this, you know, what's going on. And I never cried, cried. I never did say anything to anybody, but I just accepted it and say, okay, now what do I have to do? And my boys and I was all over California going from, this therapy to that therapy, just, you know, because they still had not diagnosed him, but in my head I knew we're just going. The daycares were so good, I would be honest, he didn't really get the diagnosis. Back then you weren't getting it as easily. So what I did was, I, of course, I ran all of California going to different doctors trying to figure this out. Uh, and we stayed there until every time I take him to the doctor, he said, maybe he's just a slow talker because he did do everything. Yes, he was strong and big and, you know, laughing. I felt like he was, uh, you know, attached to me and, you know, wasn't a distance. So when he had to go to school at 5, I did not let him go uh, until we got re- We left. We had to come to Fort Hood. We transitioned to Fort Hood. Actually, my my uh, Bible, their father went to Korea for a year, and I stayed in Fort Irwin because it was just so beautiful. We just loved it. I had a great job as community life officer. They had the best daycares. So when we had to come, he had to start kindergarten at five, and that's when it was really. That's when I knew he's not. He's not talking. He's not going to be in a regular class. So it was so strange when I. We checked in at Fort Hood, and I got the pediatrician. And the same pediatrician that was in Fort Hood, she had gotten out the military and was a military spouse now, and she was his pediatrician there. So when I went there, she already knew about him, and she said, you know, let's just send him down to San Antonio where they had a two-day where they, you know, diagnosis where they did different things to work with him and see and so he was diagnosed not to five, not until he had to go to school. And from then on, uh, it's been difficult, but I will say we've had great schools all, even though moving around, we've had great schools, some of the best teachers. We went to Bozier after there. We had a renowned teacher there who, I'm a pushy mom, as you already know, and when it comes to my kids, I'm ready to say, nobody's going to tell me anything. Well, she was one that said, hey, I'm in charge. And this is because I was like, hey, why are you not teaching him sign language? You're supposed to learn? No, if he do sign language, it's our theory that he has a voice. I noticed when we went in there, we was in Bozier, Louisiana, when we went to, um, when we went to, you know, sign in and have a meeting, she was just paying attention to him. And so she said, I paid attention. He has a voice. He doesn't want to talk. Autism is it's hard. She said, if you may, if he learns sign language, and that's some controversy. Some people do it, and it's great. But for I followed her. She said, if you get him, if you give him away, he won't speak. 
So I follow her, and I we are thanks God to Facebook. We're st- we're friends on Facebook, and she see how much he does, and you know it's just uh, Midway had great schools for him when we came here. I I've just been had a great when it comes to schools. I had a great you know the teachers to work with and to help him. But the one in Bossier was the one that put me in my place, told me which what was best for him, and she didn't care who I thought I was. I wasn't no drill sergeant anymore. And so she was just wonderful. That started me kind of on my journey as far as accepting my child and listening to other people on not mostly his limitations, but on what he, no limitations actually. So um, Shannon Ferguson, I I will always remember her. She's a renowned teacher. But she put you in your place. She did. (laughs) You remember her because she's one of the only people who's ever done that. (laughs) Oh, yes, yes. I would be peeping through the door sometime, and she wouldn't give him his snacks because he would not go in there and say, I bought those snacks. She said, if he doesn't ask for them, he's not going to get them. Now, this is my room. So she really handled me, and I needed that as a mother. Justin, he was just, he was always just above and beyond with, with, you know, being so, such an intelligent young man, not that Jordan not intelligent, but he wasn't talking and he deserved something different. So I wasn't, I couldn't understand it. And she was like, no. So I always credit her. We always on Facebook talking and she looking at all he does and li- no limitations and she loves it. But um, we had a pretty, we had a, like I said, we finished at Midway. They were all the teachers. We've just had great teachers, lived in great distance. Uh, the biggest thing was once he got out of school from the daycares and he had the sports in school and we were really concerned, as you know, you know, I told you all my dreams about the sports and stuff. And so we've had a great time as fathers. You know, it's always was a challenge, of course, you know, making sure he was safe, making sure he wasn't running away. It was a challenge, but I think I've had such community support and then with my with their father being retired military, we always had the best medical care. So as hard as it is, I've been we've been very lucky with him. Yes, and um, at how old was he when y'all moved to Waco? He was in Ooh. the third grade. Third grade. Yes. So so he did most of school. Yes, here. in Midway ISD. He did. He did. And and then you found Challenger Little League. Yes. And he played baseball. Yes. What was that like in the beginning? Oh my God! One of the 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 ladies who uh, Susan Barnes was his first coach. You know Susan, and he and I was like I don't know if he's gonna do that. It's, I don't. They say well let's just try because of course I'm not I'm so used to Justin being into different things and you know you got all these rules and regulations and I'm like oh. I don't, you know, I don't, I feel bad for him. I feel sorry. I don't want nobody hurting him and pushing him. I'm just a crazy mom. I know it. Anyway, but anyway, we went and, of course, Susan, they said, we want y'all to sit in the stands. And his father and me and, and just, we would sit in the stands. And sometime they would literally have to drag him around the bases and they would have to hold, hold the bat for him. Sometimes she would just have to run after him because he'd get mad and just run. But each year I saw an improvement. Each mm-hmm. year he would just, and she, and she, every year she was right with him, you know, and she's such a, she, as I say, God has put people in my life and our life that are just such a, she's such a good, I was told by her, that her father 
during the time of integration, he was a school teacher, and a lot of times that she, he's there Caucasian, that a lot of times her teacher was known a lot of time the black kids was having difficult times in school. They would just put, take him to his, he was a shop teacher, take him to his class, and he was just wonderful with all the children. And a lot of them, he made sure they finished high school. He made sure that they, when someone went in the military, and they would always come back to see him. So they were used to volunteering and so Susan and her girls are doing it now, as you know. Yes, they are very, very active Yes, volunteers. so they're just, we've always had those kind of people in our lives. And so Susan was the one to say, let him come back every year, let him come. And, of course, you know, now he's mm. one of the best hitters we have. And yes, he, just, he is. <laughs> Straight over the fence. <laughs> and if the ball doesn't go over the fence, you go over the fence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yes. yes. Um, I, that's where that's where we first met was Challenger yes. League, yes. and then in 2014 we started talking about soccer. What were your thoughts when all of that began? I was like, you know, I, of course we had we had given you our dreams and what we wanted for him, and I was so happy. But I was like, I don't think he's going to be able to play that. It's just too many. Heck, I can't even think of some. I'm like, I got a master's degree, and I can't, I can't remember all these rules when Justin was playing. I, I didn't think, I just say, and you say, just let him come out there. We're just going to go with the flow. And, of course, in my head, I was like, oh, he's not going to do it. But I just let him go. And how surprised was I? Cerinthia, I will never forget his first soccer game. We were side by side. He took that ball down that field like he had been <laughs> playing soccer forever, like he was an Olympic athlete. I know. He knew exactly what to do know. and where to go. And, and you and I just hugged and cried. We and did. I, I get the best of both worlds because I get to see Jordan enjoying the game, but I get to see <laughs> you enjoying Jordan, enjoying yes. the game. Yes. And yes. it's such a privilege for me to get to, to see from those perspectives. Oh, and we just love it. And I mean, I have just been just, I'm just amazed <laughs> at what he can do. I've never thought to put limits on him. Of course, you know, I'm always there for safety and trusting, you know, can't trust people with my time. It's just who I am. I'm just one of those. I was an older mother. I was 34 and 36, 34 with Justin, 36 and I had Jordan. So I'm an older mother. And I think we probably tend to be a little bit more, you know, nervous and scared by everything. And so I just... Never thought I, I could just sit up in the stands and let the, let the buddies take over and me not right behind him. And it's just, um, it was just amazing. I mean, it is amazing, you know. So Jordan was a baseball player yes. first. Uh, now he, he's a baseball player, soccer, basketball, football. And one year we did something really special. We had a fashion show oh. and Jordan became a runway model. <laughs> It was, I, because of course I didn't practice with him. I was, of course I was in the way in the back saying, well, make sure, because he was with this other uh, guy that does not have special. He's such a nice young man. But I was still, you know, I don't know people sometimes. So I'm like, oh, well, do this, do this. I'm just telling him everything to do with me. And he said, just rice I have him. And of course, Colleen, you were there. And so they said, please just go sit down. And I'm just, you know, oh my God, what's going to happen? So I'm sitting down just running my mouth. 
I could not believe when he walked out on that floor looking like a billion dollars. Yes, he did. He owned the runway. He did. And um, just for a little bit of background, this is a local modeling agency, Model Amai. Um, thanks, Tim, for working with us. And so we had, I believe, a dozen No Limitations athletes get to participate in a fashion show alongside their models. And Jordan was one of them, and you would have never known that there was any difference between Jordan and the model that walked before him and after him. Mm-hmm. And they had they had people standing by if he needed anything. Mm-hmm. He didn't need anything. <laughs> he didn't. He did not. His mommy, not his dad, his brother. My mouth was just wide open. It was so, and he knew how to turn and. Oh, his the suit that they have picked out for him. Of course, I'm trying to be in everything. No, we can do it. Yeah, I should do it. They say, please, Miss Rice, just go sit down. We promise he's going to be okay. We have him because, you know, I never know if he's going to walk away. And, you know, if he get angry, he you don't know. He'll just walk away, which is my reason why he doesn't really work. So they just took good care of him. And I don't know if it's just fathering that young man that didn't have special needs, but he was so, I mean, everybody was just so kind to him. Oh, wow. We just have so much in this community. Uh, I'm just blessed. We are just blessed. It's it's amazing, and we're just getting started. There's so There's so much to come, um, so many organizations doing so much work, and advocacy is really stepping up. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are some things that are lacking? What are some of the limitations that y'all face in our community from day to day? Well, two two things that are on my mind all the time, and most of it is homes or daycare. Daycare, we have daycares, it's very few. Of course, he was put out of no limitation, I mean, not no limitation, out of Friends for Life, because people say oh, that he, mm. you know, when I spend it, take you to a special needs place, I, you know, sometime we got a big boy like he is, and he will walk away. They are not equipped for that. And it's so hard, especially if you're trying to work, and or, or they don't have alarms or gates. Uh, they don't have fences. So they'll walk away. So you can't even work because you're concerned that if he's going to walk away or what. The, my concern is having daycare that are not just for the, the, the and, I, and, I, and I say special needs children that are easy. I mean sometime when they're in a wheelchair, you can control them a little bit more. Some, but when you have a big boy like him who can walk, who can run, who can jump, who can do all kinds of stuff, he's a lot less difficult. People don't always want to deal with him. You got to keep your eye on him. You got to have a, 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 a fence up. You got to have alarms to keep him from walking out. Right. And he is a large Man, mm-hmm. large in stature. Can you kind of give us his height and weight? He's right at six six one. He weighs. He's lost a little weight. We'll, we've been walking for over a year, and at the rice field, he loves rice field. So, uh, he's right at maybe two forty, but he's big, and he's an African American boy. And you know, to honestly, in my opinion, sometimes people can be a little. Most of we've always pretty much been a minority in the communities that we've lived in. Not that we've had any issues, ever. But I do feel sometimes that being an African-American boy, people are just a little afraid. He's intimidating. He, that's the word that I use. He, yeah. he can be intimidating. A big voice, <laughs> and he doesn't know how to control it when he gets angry or mad. So I can understand it. 
but I do, and this is one of my dreams. I'm getting ready to retire this year. Congratulations. Thank you. And I'm, I want to open a home for, we have lots of homes. Thanks God, like I say, their father's retired military. We could take them down to Houston, all these places that have all these Daystar and all these, and they would pay. But the pay is not the thing. The thing is a lot of people, a lot of homes. First of all, I want them at a home where his brother is when something happened to us because, of course, he's a Baylor graduate and he loves the community. He loves this area, so he'll be here. So I don't want him down in Houston and his brother here. So I want a home. I think we have a, a, a home here where take the difficult ones. It's always easy. That's the thing I love to buy, no limitation. you just like, well, I see he's a little difficult. We were parents. We say, no, we got a place for him. That's right. And that is so important because the easy ones, the ones that, because a lot of disabilities are easier. They're quieter. They are downstream, for example. They're quieter. They're easier. But when you got a big artistic boy, it's difficult. So I want to open up a home so when I'm gone, his father's gone, his brother won't, whole life won't have to just stop because he has a state-of-the-art home with uh, fences and security guards and, and, and just clean and, you know, a lot of things. Hopefully, limit, low limitation come on over there, you know, with a gym, with a, with a track in it. Those are, that is what I am, a, as I say, I'm a social worker, and that's what my goal is to try to open up for the community. We just don't have the homes in Waco. I'm not, Waco is great. We have so much, as I say, these my friends that are special needs teacher like Miss Russell that I was telling you about, and uh, 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 Miss Hudson. These she's in North Carolina. My, they just everybody look at everything on Facebook and say, "I can't believe y'all have all of this stuff. How did y'all do this?" You know, it's just people just can't believe it. I look at it and say, "Is this all we have?" <laughs> and that's <laughs> let's what we do more. Do. That's why we love <laughs> well, you. Where's let's we do love more. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And um, again, him being a large, another concern is mine. One thing, again, Waco and the surrounding areas, we live in here, just, you know, the outskirts of Waco, Woodway. We don't have a lot of, again, as I say, he's an African-American big boy. Like one day he got mad at me and he took his shirt and shoe because I was trying to catch him. So he had on house shoes. He was smart enough to take those off and his shirt and he ran. Well, I'm, I'm concerned, as I said, we don't have a lot of just people getting shoot down. We don't have a lot of those racial issues on blacks feeling like they're just getting shot. We don't, Waco, um, Hewitt, all of these places are really good with our children. But again, being a mother of African-American boys, especially an artistic boy, who doesn't look like, I have to say myself, he's the most handsome thing, but you know, <laughs> it's, that if he come in contact and they say something to him, you know, like that day he didn't have on a shirt or shoes, maybe they think he's just on drugs or he's doing something. I'm very concerned about him, the, um, people not knowing who he is and you know or try to hold him down and he has a seizure or something because they don't know him right you and I have talked about a little program that we're going to start the um uh take me home program and uh I know my son is on he's now he's on the board the Waco um police advisory uh, board and I've talked to him about we want to get everybody involved in taking pictures and writing the little things about the people, taking pictures of them, writing something about them, putting a point of contact, 
uh, we kind of had it at one time, but we kind of stopped doing it with the Boy Scouts, but it's called Take Me Home. And that way, and especially now, when we had it 10, 15 years ago, we didn't have the electronics we have now, especially now. That way, if a police officer sees them, they can call in and see this child have autism or special needs. Right. Now, again, we're small enough where I love that one, when I moved in, that we moved in a new house in December, and we was walking, and I saw the police always try to introduce him, and it was like, oh, I know Jordan from Waco, I mean, from Midway. So, you know, thank, I love that we know each other, but I would like to do a national thing because I know a lot of parents will, just parents anyway with special needs children. But when you have a <laughs> large boy, you're afraid. Yes, and there have been times over the years when I've seen you angry, and I've been afraid, and I know you, mm-hmm. and so it, it's scary. it's scary, and it's very easy to see how it could become intimidating. Yes, but um, we we talk about no limitations, and it's it's not so much aimed as at Jordan saying, Jordan, you have no limitations. It's Jordan, there are limitations in life, but it is on us as a community to assist you in navigating those limitations. That's where no limitations comes in. It's not on Jordan. It's on me. Mm -hmm. It's on our community to make things inclusive and accessible. And that's where where my passion is. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I you know, I meet up with you, and, and you've got these really strong <laughs> passions as well. And we start making plans about all the things we want to yeah. do and, and the, the things that we want to see. And um, in, in my mind, it's hopes and dreams, but I go home at night and I sleep. Mm-hmm. It's hopes and dreams for you. You go home at night and you lay there and you worry yes. what is his future going to oh, be yes. like? Oh, yes. You know, I'm, I am, as I say, I, the community is so, I can't, it's so giving, so open to our special needs people. I have no doubt that we are going to, once our community see what we want to do, they're going to support it. Right. That's what I feel really good about in the Waco area. They're going to support it. We have a lot of good people, a lot of givers. We do. And um, that's that's the only way that No Limitations has worked mm-hmm. because we have the volunteers, we have the manpower, but everything we offer is free everything. to the families because somebody else is footing the bill. They're donating. They're sponsoring. Sorinthia, what do you say to the donors and the sponsors that make it <laughs> free? I'm just... Thanks God, we have uh, my family have always had my 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 children, father and me. We've always had good jobs, and so we've always never had a problem paying for things. But I have lots of friends and family that are living on the edge. They don't have it. And a lot of time when I tell people about the things that they, well, how much is it free? It can't be. You know, like it can't be. We are so appreciative. I know like when we go to D1, the D1 is a big place, you know, big. They have RG3 came there before to see our children. We have all these different guys. And they just open it up free for us and love our kids and know them, see them in the community. 
I, I'm just so thankful that we have the, the people that we have in our community to donate. I, I, I'm so, it's just always something. Be honest, we can't out keep up with it so much. <laughs> And, and we love it. And there's there are several people who have asked me, Colleen, why so much? Why why do you have to offer so much? Well, because there's a mom out there who hasn't seen her son play soccer. Mm-hmm. And there's a mom out there who hasn't seen her daughter become a Girl Scout. Mm-hmm. And there's something that speaks to everybody. It is. And we don't offer everything for every single person and expect every family to make every event. But pick and choose we want variety right we want we want to give you options because justin had options growing up he did. in what he would be involved in he did yes and if all that was offered was just baseball or just basketball that's limiting the the hidden talents exactly inside and so we want to we want to do everything we can to, to get inside that brain. Mm-hmm. Y'all are. Y'all are. Y'all are. There are very few things we don't participate in. We hadn't did volleyball yet, but that would be next. He just seemed to just be the best at everything he does. And I never in my wildest dream would have thought that, you know, because, I mean, I kind of cry sometimes, you know, like mm-hmm. when we took Justin to soccer or black football or something like that, and he would sit on the sidelines and be cheering for him, you know, but to be able to do it. And then on the other hand, I want to say, you know, it gave my son, because he always went to all, you had to go to games with your brothers. Of course, until he got in college, pretty much he, and still sometime then, it gave my son a sense of community. And now he is in his community, and when he can, when he's on a different board, he can talk to them about special needs and what's going on. It just made him so much well-rounded. And just not appreciate his brother, but others in the community. So not only did y'all know limitation was great for him, it was great for the, the, the siblings. It, it's definitely benefited um, entire families. Oh, yeah. And, and the community that has grown around is amazing. I hope that someday we can do something to support the siblings right we have mom's groups we have dad's groups we have all the the sports and activities we hmm. we need to look at something for siblings uh, well, some type a of great idea some type of sibling support because they go through a lot too. yes they do they do they do mm-hmm. they do i remember um one time he was in college and one of his friends, a mother had come, and they all went out there. And they said, call your mom and see if she want to come. And he said, she be at everything, you know, him being in the band, she's at everything that I do, but I know this is not a movie that Jordan would like, and she had to have a little more time to get a sitter to take care of him, so that's why I'm not going to invite him. But, you know, I just, um, I tried to do them both, but he knew. So now, uh, other siblings, you can talk to that about, and they would know. I think a sibling group would be great, even as adults. Yes, I agree. And and we have what we call sibling exception when it comes to volunteers because right. who knows Jordan better and mm-hmm. who can better walk side by side with him through flag football That's right. than his sibling 
who has grown up with him. That's right. And so. I love that. And just to see him out on the field together, I thought it just made him so. And, you know, now he volunteers with a, a lot of times with the baseball and stuff. And it's just, I just love to see him because think about it. You never get an opportunity to play sports with your siblings. That's right. And that's something else that, that we really hope that we can help families do is um, come back together after a diagnosis when a doctor has said, this child will never. <laughs> so what do you do? Do the other children have to stop what they're doing? Life goes on. It's so a whole, it's bring it all together. It's very difficult. And for me also, again, being we're a military family, most military people don't live around family. And I see no limitations as my family, and I know he does too, you know, and, and all of us, we do, we see it as our family, so it's more than just the, 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 the getting together, it's a family of people you can depend on, people that understand, so we have our own individual little support group just by going to the games and right. the different things that you guys do for us, you know, the birthday parties, and it's just amazing, I, I'm just looking for this program to just blow up. Careful now. <laughs> I, I gotta sleep sometimes. Already. I know. I, you have to get an assistant. Yes. I'm okay. about to retire. <laughs> okay, let's talk. <laughs> Send me your resume. Exactly. <laughs> Jordan, is there anything you'd like to say? How much you love attention? Say I love. I love. Football. Football. Baseball. Baseball. Soccer. Soccer. Boy Scout. Boy Scout. Um, Basketball. Which one is your favorite? Which one is your favorite? Basketball or baseball? Baseball. You I like believe. baseball. You played it the longest, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, you're that like was a my first one. Yeah. You're a professional out there. Yeah. Well, I love you, Jordan Rice, uh -huh. and you make my life better. Yeah. What'd you say? Thank you. Thank you, Miss Clean. Thank you, Sorinthia, for coming. Oh, thanks for inviting us. Um, this is this is great. We're starting, you know, another thing we're starting new with no limitations, and we're gonna see how it how it takes off. And Jordan, you'll get to hear yourself on a yeah. podcast. Yeah. And how many how many of your friends have been on podcasts? Very few. Right, not a lot of them. <laughs> so, um, thank you. You are a warrior. I say it all the time. You're a warrior, Mom. Jordan, you're <laughs> a warrior. And I thank you so much for letting us into your world and sharing your story and being uh, my friend. Uh, our story would not be the same without you. As I say, we told you our dreams and you brought them all together and made them come true even larger than we dreamed. Thank Isn't you. Isn't that amazing that, yeah. that I have I've found people yeah. to make things happen. And you didn't have special needs sibling, no, I mean, child. No. You just It's just had my heart. heart. Yes. It's just my yes. heart. Yes. All right. Thank you again. And thank you to show producer, Mr. Thank Mike. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Clean. Thank you so much for joining us for Straight Out of Limitations. Colleen Heaton, Director of No Limitations, a unique nonprofit in Central Texas offering free adaptive sports and inclusive social activities to the special needs community. Straight Out of Limitations is made possible by Rogue Media Network. RogueMediaNetwork.com. You can find this podcast and many more wherever you get your podcasts 
iTunes, Spotify, and the like. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share us with all your friends. For info on how you can become a No Limitations athlete or volunteer, check out our website, nolimitationswaco.com, or connect with us on social media, No Limitations Waco on Facebook, or No Limitations Texas on Instagram. Special thanks to Titus for the use of his song, No Limitations. It's a different day, no, what can I say? And I've been patient. Yeah, but anyway, man, anyway, can't stop my greatness. And we on the way, what you can say? This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. <laughs>